Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Norris and Parker Sketch Therapy. I'm Katie Norris. I'm Sinead Parker. And this week we're going to be talking about jobs. Something we all have to do but nobody wants to. But first, let's hear a song. Sorry if I've been obtuse, but you see I've got an excuse. It's not really me, it's my voodoo. Pussy! Digging deep like a gold miner To find the hidden gems inside my vagina Digging deep in the depths of my vagina And you will find a coal mine With the strength to power a wind turbine Let's hope you don't get tuberculosis Like all those miners up north I've never been up north and I don't think I will Let's slow it down. I'm about to be very, very vulnerable. But my voodoo pussy is not satisfied by the average male. It's gonna swim the sea in search of a sperm whale. It's not gonna stop till it rides Moby's dick I'm gonna have to buy myself a new walking stick for my puss which has been worn out by the whale's dick gonna catch him with my harpoon nanny my taste is some high-class cuisine. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time for the fish course. But men, you have been warned. Hell hath no fury like a pussy scorned. My puss is like a Venus flytrap. If you get sucked in, you're gonna need a good map. My puss can cause a genocide. And if it's sprayed on crops, it's an insecticide. My puss is gonna rub like a volcano. It's gonna tear you apart like a tornado. My puss is a tidal wave that's gonna put you in an underwater grave. My puss wants what it wants, and it's gonna get its sweet revenge. You're gonna worship my pussy like the pagans. 
So that was Voodoo Pussy, a little bit of a taster uh, from our new Edinburgh show, Burn the Witch, and something that we came up with in light of my recent breakup, which I'm dealing with really, really well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to embracing single life at the moment, you know, one dick pic at a time. Ah, how cathartic is that song, just to sing, like, it's amazing. It's. Be- I like the subtle nuances in the song. Yes. I think I can see it sort of becoming a, an empowering female anthem I think so I think it speaks to all women yeah a bit like Beyonce single ladies I think <gasps> do you know what I feel like Beyonce when I'm singing it yeah. it's so profound yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know like the bit about the sperm whale mm-hmm. I think that sort of like represents kind of like you know my expectations in a man but mm. also kind of like never lower your expectations no not at all you yeah. want you know like a huge blubbery man stuffed full of plastic yeah empowering for all the all the girls yeah um how are you Sinead um I'm just gonna apologize for my horse voice today due to a scheduling conflict I actually had to have both my two different types of therapy in the space of three hours this oh, morning so I had to go to North London for 12 p.m um to do one of them and then I had to go to South London uh, for 2 p.m to do the other one that's quite a so I, mute. It, yeah so I spent two hours talking about myself um oh. and now we're doing this a podcast yeah. so I feel like I might be a narcissist yeah it's also called sketch therapy this yeah. podcast so wow this is a full-on day for you yes very um, much so. And what was the subject in the in the therapy today? Um, well, I was catching up the fir- with the, f- the first therapist, and we talked um, about my hair because I um, I got drunk last week and I cut my own hair. Wow. I had two large roses, and I came in and I thought, Do you know what would be great if I gave myself a haircut? Wow. And I took a giant pair of scissors out of the kitchen yeah. and like just snipped away. Yeah. Um, and obviously that was a, a disaster. <laughs> and when I tell people that, they think yeah. I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to say actually, with the headphones on in the recording booth right now, it looks like you have a mullet. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Well, I went to the hairdresser to get like corrective a corrective haircut. Yeah. Um. And I, I just, I'm insane in hairdressers. Mm. I'm like a hairdresser's idea of hell. Mm-hmm. I went in, um, and I pretend to be really chilled out at first. I'm all like, mm. oh yeah, I, I fancy like going short. Just cut it off. It's fine. I'm really chilled about it. It's okay. I'm like, it grow. If it goes wrong, it, it'll grow. <laughs> and then she cut it, and then, and then I cried. Um. And then, but I was trying to hold back the tears, and she was like, do you like? It? And I was like, yeah, it's just. It's just a bit, it just has like a bowl quality to it. It's just got like a, a bowl quality. Um, and I think I specifically said at the beginning um, that I didn't want it to have like the, the bowl, the bowl, the bowl quality. And that's just quite like a tight bowl. And then I was like frantically showing in the pictures of all the supermodels and actresses that I'd brought in with like edgy bobs. Sort of going, why? I wanted it. It, it, it doesn't look like this. And then she was like, they've got a lot more hair than you. And really what yeah. she wanted to say was, you don't look like a model. And you're bald. And so now I have a tight little bowl. Um, wow. I think you look great. Do you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're Thanks. talking about jobs, aren't we? We are week. talking about jobs. Well, we love, we love our jobs. We love working. Yeah. Um, we, when we're not acting, which is all, all, all the time, time. Um, we work in service. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had some really brilliant jobs and some terrible jobs. Yeah, what's, your, what's been your, would you say, your favourite well, job? Um, my first job, I guess, was when I was 13. My parents sent me to work in a pub. Um, on Exmoor in the middle of nowhere where everyone was a paedophile. Uh, cheers, Mum. Such um, sensible parents. Yeah, sensible parents, uh, very bohemian. Um, and there were lots of men just living in caravans out the back of the pub, uh, illegal immigrants and some South Africans on gap years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I got paid £3 an hour, I think, worked four hours a week. So what's that, £12 What did you actually do in the pub? I think what I just, allowed? well, I think I was just molested. Um, but, but, but sex work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I sort uh, of like... Noble I, profession. Well, I, yeah, on Exmoor. <laughs> You're right, my darlings. You want some lasagna with that? Um, that's disgusting. Child porn is not okay. No. Um, 
not for the podcast. No. Anyway, um, yeah, so I... Uh, <laughs> But for when? I know, yeah. <laughs> for when the microphone switched off, no. Yeah. Um, Never okay. No. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so yeah, I was paid £3 an hour, you know, it was no tips. Um, and it was just an awful job. And everyone there was very, very, very strange. There's always strange people. I know, I know. There's always, yeah. It does attract some very strange people. Yeah. And um, what about you, Sinead? What was your sort of... Um, I've had a lot of jobs and I've been fired from like many of them. Um, yeah. And I've also realised that I've got off with like most... I've worked in a lot of pubs and I've got off with most of the bar mm-hmm. managers. And chefs, sorry. When I, and, and chefs, and then have to leave um, due to that. Um, when I remember I got a job at La Tasca when I dropped out of uni and I went home and I did one shift and the manager took me across the road afterwards and got me really drunk and snogged me and tried to pay me £60 to go home with him. So I went home and then my mum rang up and went, I know who you are. And if you ever contact my daughter again, I will call the police. Uh, she quits. Um, but I was 20 at the time. Um, <laughs> Your mum would do that now. Your mum's like my an mom Irish would, Liam Neeson my mom from Taken. do that now. Yeah. She'd go in. Um, actually, when um, another pub that I left um, tried to not pay me, um, she went in to get the money. But my dad, because her and my dad are divorced, they both went in separately. So my dad went in, got the money. And then half an hour later, apparently, my mum went in and went, Where's the money? And it's like, it's 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 sorted, Mum. But it's nice to know she's got my back. Yeah, also, I mean, it's nice to know that your dad's got you back because he's, like, such a great guy. Like, <laughs> I love hearing stories about him. Just yeah. I love how kind of determined he is to, like, and assertive in those sorts of situations. Why do you know that he's assertive? How How, how is he doing? He's fine. Why, why do you want to know? No, I just like him a lot, like, respect him. Yep. Uh, okay, I think maybe now it's time for a sketch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to listen to part two of Barry the Cannibal, um, which is the second part of it. Which I'm sure you heard the first part in the last episode, the first episode, because you're a big fan. Um, you're probably not, but here you go. Now for part two of Barry the Cannibal. Human remains have been found at Weatherby's number one Irish bar, Mickey O'Flanagan's. Landlady and widow, sexy Pat, mourns at the crime scene. I could never go to no matter how I wanted to, wanted to, wanted to. <sighs> Sexy Pat, I came as fast as I could. Oh, Dick, something awful terrible has happened. Where's that beast of a husband of yours and why isn't he looking after you? He's in the cellar or else whatever's left of him. You're talking an Irish riddle, Sexy Pat. Oh, Dick, Mickey's been missing for days. At first I thought he was probably just lying in a ditch drunk somewhere after one of his gypsy brawls, but then... A terrible smell started to waft about the pub and I thought maybe Mickey's come home and fallen in a big pile of his own shite. But then I went down to the cellar to change the Irish car bomb, the guest ale, and I walked into a human abattoir with blood on the walls and now in the lines, a big trail of Richmond sausages across the floor that I don't think belong to a pig. And Mickey's potato, his flat cap and his IRA loyalty card. I mean, his boots advantage card. He never went anywhere without that potato. Oh, stop, Dick. If you did it, sexy Pat, I wouldn't blame you. I can make it go away. I can make it go away. Oh, Dick. Mickey was a gypsy and a brute and I wanted to kill him 99.9% of the time, but I didn't do it. You're an honest woman, sexy Pat, and I respect that. Oh, Dick. Sometimes I think I should have married you instead of Mickey. (laughs) I'm not the marrying kind. Oh, Dick. Will you stay with me tonight? I don't want to be alone. You're a vulnerable woman, sexy Pat, and I don't want to take advantage. But I will stay with you tonight. 
right after I've solved this case. We'll solve it quickly, for I need a shoulder to cry on and a dick to sit on. Off you go, sexy Pat. Your pub needs you. Hey, Dick, what are you doing? Diane, I'm sniffing for clues. Oh, uh, right, well, I'm sorry I'm late. I um, had to go get us some grub from Barry's Meals on Wheels. Oh, uh, what's on the menu today? Irish stew. Irish stew? Eh, Dick, y- you don't think, well, if there's an Irishman missing and, and, and we've got Irish stew, that, that maybe Barry's been killing the locals and, and cooking them and selling them in his catering van, Barry's Meals on Wheels. That is... A ridiculous idea, Diane, you daft bitch. You're talking out your ovaries again. Oh. Right, here's what we'll do. We'll search the crime scene, me on the sniffing, you on the admin. We'll solve it, file it, and all in time for me to get stuck into sexy Pat's stew. Oh, yeah. uh, grow up, dick. God, it's like a bloodbath in here, isn't it? I thought you had a tampon and a pad today. Uh, grow up, dick, meant the crime scene. <laughs> hey, dick, what are you sniffing? There was a struggle. Stand there, Diane. He approached him from behind. What's your fragrance? Mm, it's fruit de la mer. It's French. He grabbed him by the waist. <gasps> he pushed him to the floor. <gasps> he tried to escape. Escape, Diane. You want, you want me to try and escape? Yeah, just crawl away from it. Crawl away, what, to the left or the right? No, just, just, just as you are. Just straight line. As you are. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Right, okay. He pulled him back. <gasps> You're too rough, Dick. You're too... Rough. He tried to fight back, but he grabbed him by the throat and he held his grasp tighter, 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 tighter. I, I think it's time I ate, Dick. Oh, I always knew you were a modern woman, Diane. No, I meant the stew. Mm. You've got quite the appetite, Diane. Mm. Mm, it's tasty. Quite meaty. <gasps> oh, Dick. Is that a toe? Give me the toe, Diane. I don't want you seeing this. No, no, Dick, let me go. I've got to make footnotes on the toe. Gypsy toe, that. No mistake. Oh, poor Mickey. Put the pen down, Diane. No! I've got to be strong. I'm an administrator. No, you're not, you daft bitch. You're my precious Rose. Bush. Oh, Dick. Oh, Dick. Oh. Oh, Dick. Quite a lot of my friends um, fancy you when Katie plays Dick in the show um, mm. and she has a mullet. Loads of my friends, including me sometimes, mm. um, have a weird thing for you. I you're know. Really good at playing a northern man. Yeah, I mean, I've got this like northern man living inside of me. Mm. Um, that sounds gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just always inside of me. Um, yeah, no, but I am quite. Like, when I. When I play a man, I feel this sexual energy within me that I don't feel as a woman. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I've just suddenly realised something. That's the therapy part for Yay! you. Yay! Some discoveries and revelations. Um, so, I think, do you think if Dick was in the workplace mm. nowadays um, that he would sort of maybe be brought up for sexual harassment in the workplace? I think so. It's I think a bit inappropriate. A sort of hashtag me too situation Definitely. going on there. Um, well done, yeah. Also, can I just acknowledge the fact that we just made them have sex at the end of that sketch because we can't write punchlines? <laughs> <laughs> if in doubt, if you don't know how to end a sketch, let's have sex, shag. Yes. <laughs> anyway, this leads us on to our next topic about jobs. <laughs> yeah, like we've started a topic about jobs, but now we've realised that it's just about like perverted men that 
we've worked with yeah. it because <laughs> we've got loads of stories exactly about- and going back to when I worked in the pub <laughs> on Exmoor not as a child prostitution aide as a fucking sweet, innocent schoolgirl. But what were you actually doing? Just I don't know, mate. It's three pounds an hour. Were you sandwich making? Were um, I think I was sweeping like, toilet hygiene um, supervisor. What were you? Okay, well, let me just tell you what happened. Right. I tell you what one thing I did. So I was ironing tablecloths in the little <laughs> utility room. This is a horrible story. I'm about to get serious here. It's not all mm-hmm. just fun and games. No. Um, anyway, so I was ironing the tablecloths and I turned around. This is when I was 13. And there was a creepy fucking chef just behind me. And he went... You look like Britney Spears. And I was so freaked out. It was horrible. It was horrible, mate, honestly. And then I was in the kitchen and I could see him across the kitchen staring me out. He looked like a little ratty man, like probably in his 40s. And this is my first experience as Mm. like a young woman of sexual harassment. And I I remember being really scared. And so I went and told the manager um, after my shift that he made me feel really uncomfortable. And then she, I I remember crying and she didn't even comfort me. And she just didn't say anything and then a month later he ran away with £2,000 from the safe and they found in his bedroom a dictaphone with all these like weird little like things he was saying to the like into the dictaphone isn't that just horrible yeah that's 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 disturbing I'm glad he stole the £2,000 though for yeah, the I boss that spent it didn't on. give you any I know yeah support. like that's yeah bitch but I'm actually quite proud of myself at 14 doing that like reporting yeah. it yeah so yeah I don't know why she was employing 14 year olds in the pub anyway well that's what happens when you live in Somerset you just get sent to work in the country yeah I um I used to work in a call centre years ago um selling car insurance a great love and passion of mine despite not being able to drive or having a provisional license (laughs) um and there was a man that rang up one day um and he he gave his his name was David uh Taylor and he wanted a car insurance quote so we started off the car insurance quote and as it sort of progressed I started to wonder whether he was doing something weird because he was breathing quite heavily mm. and he just sounded a bit pervy and I, I didn't want to accuse him because there was a man the week before that I suspected of being pervy but he had a lung condition oh, when God. it came to like um, telling us his medical problems wow. so I was like okay I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt um, and then it and he was kind of going but he was answering questions like oh yeah baby um, but it was it was it was hard to tell it was weird and then um, he when I asked him if he had any speeding fines he said he had two um, SP30s um, so I was like oh I'm really sorry we can't insure you um, so we'll have to t- sort of end the call and then he just basically he must have been quietly wanking um, and he just finished off his wank um, and I was just on the phone like wow wow, that just happened and then from then he went on like a two day rampage of just ringing up all the time and he had like different because you were so good I think it was my voice and yeah. it was like my really sexy car insurance he was like I want you all my talk of like registration numbers and um yeah uh but they um so it would it come up on the screen saying if you've got the pervert put your hand up and then every five minutes there'd just be a woman going i've got the pervert and he had like different characters so for some people he'd be like yes mistress and he always used his name he always was always david taylor so i don't know what it is about cars that's so sexy or listening um thank you scarred me for life um and on that note uh i think it's probably time to lighten the mood with another sketch Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. This podcast was recorded in front of a live audience. It consists <laughs> Do it again. Of Tim. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> this podcast was recorded in front of a live audience, this week consisting of little Tommy, our sound engineer. Hello, everyone. I'm Mrs Cathy Cuntingham, Head of English, and it's so lovely to see so many parents and pupils here today at my cultural extravaganza that I have been so busy preparing this term. So far, we've had a traditional Chinese feast cooked up for us by Mr Woon from Food Tech. <laughs> Ni hao, Mr Woon. It was a sweet and sour chicken balls, half rice, half chips, and an afternoon screening of Mulan. <laughs> We also had a very exciting visit from a Zambian tribe, as you can tell from my headwear. <laughs> the only negative to come out of that one was the missing iPod and the uh, fingering incident, but James Davies swears he thought two clicks meant yes. OK, so this afternoon we've got a very exciting guest. She's an acclaimed poet and spoken word artist all the way from Manchester. <laughs> so please give a warm Kingsmead community school welcome to Jackie Cooper-Clark. You are night, you okay, 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 yeah, you are night, you okay. Are you okay, Jackie? I'm all right, I'm okay, yeah. And how was your journey? There was this bitch on the megabus staring me out. I said, yeah, yo, mate, what's your beef all about? If you don't stop looking, then I'm gonna fucking bang you out. Then I realised there was no one there. I was just projecting my existential despair into the paranoid and schizophrenic. We don't actually tolerate swearing, Jackie. So there'll be a pound in the swear jar, please. Oh, sauce I cafe. Am I being too crude for the bourgeois bullshit of the middle class prudes? Do I need to wash out my dirty northern mouth to match the cricket whites of the sickly south? Do I need to beg your pardon if that kid has got an ad on? Oh, little Tommy, remove your hand from your trousers at once and do up your zipper, please. Ah, leave little Tommy alone. He's just expressing himself in a way that is potent and raw. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jackie? They call me the salt of the earth, but my self-worth will not be defined by sodium chloride. <gasps> oh, Jackie! Did you just improvise that? The way I like to create my poetry is to take a word and then riff the shit out of it. So what am I, Cathy? What am I? 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 You are in Taunton, Somerset. Good morning, Taunton. I have never been so balls deep in privilege. I'm in the land of tea and cake and village fates. Bet little Tommy's never even seen a rape. Just B&Q's and barbecues and better watch my fucking peas and Q's. Jackie, I am not against the odd curse word, but I have been known to share a stern word with Mr Cuntingham. 
when he gets home in the middle of the night stinking of apple sours and cheap perfume. Where have you been, Nigel? You B-A-S-T-R-D. But we are in a room full of under-tens, Jackie, so it's not really appropriate, OK? Appropriacy. The trousers of oppression that won't be worn by me. They don't come in my size. I've got working-class things. Do you have to rhyme everything you say, Jackie, or...? I started rhyming when I was inside. My time in prison broke my mother's pride. I went down for seven days for stealing meat from Safeways. Yeah, I was a meat thief. Used to steal all the prime beef. Fillet steak? Yeah. Venison? Yeah. Richmond sausage? No. Chicken dipper? No. Scotch egg? Maybe. I thought that meat was going to save me. Used to have these mythical barbecues swigging on champagne with a unicorn on a spit roll sprinkled in cocaine. You talk a lot about your battle with drink and drugs, Jackie. Have you conquered your demons yet? I like a white lime with my white wine, a schnifter, a glue with a tin of special brew and there's nothing more relaxing with a Guinness and black than opening up your veins and injecting it with smack. Jackie, I know we all have our vices. I have been known to have one too many bottles of Pinot Grigio blush whilst trying and failing to get hold of my children. But we are in a room full of under tens, Jackie, so it's not really appropriate, OK? Kathy Cuntingham. She makes a lovely roasty lamb. Oh, a poem about me. She made it for a fat munch, or as the posh folk called it, lunch. She put on her Sunday best, laid the table for four guests and remembered that her kids had flown the nest and they denied her sad request. Oh, well, they did Skype me on my birthday. Then, there's your husband Nige, you can see it in his eyes, you've always been his consolation prize. I'll have my roasty on a tray, he'll flatly say, and then he'll lay next to you in bed, your sex life's well and truly dead. He suffers from night penis cramps. Because he's shagging students in the college, they think he's cool and ejaculating knowledge, but deep down you think he's a tick because you think Mr. Woon from Food Tech's fit. <gasps> You haven't got the guts to go grab him by the nuts and say, Mr. Womb, put your Chinese fingers in my... Fine. I have been known to lay in bed at night and fantasise about Mr. Poon. Mr. Woon, rolling me over like a duck pancake, drizzling me with his plum sauce and putting his battered chicken balls into my mouth. But we are in a room full of under tens, Jackie, so it's not really appropriate, OK? No! Little Tommy, mate, what are you doing? That's just dark. Little Tommy, that part of your anatomy does not belong in Nicola's nostril. And uh, we did actually used to work together, didn't we? We did. Um, We worked at the Bush Theatre. We were hired as a comedy double act, which I think everyone wants behind the bar. Yeah, they want making funny lattes. ways of making yeah. a cappuccino. And we did move a table, I think, once, didn't we? Uh, like, like Chuckle Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, that was a brilliant place to work. It was. Until we were made eat, redundant. Yeah, I used to eat all the sausage rolls in the back and there was um, an amazing homeless man named Kendrick mm-hmm. who used to come in. He was like a proper like East End, like... Man and he covered in like homemade tattoos. Yeah, and he was like really articulate and really friendly. Um, and I remember him like I felt at first like he was trying to get money together for a, a hostel, so I gave him like ten pounds. But then every time he came in, there used to be this kind of like emotional blackmail where I'd be like, oh, "Bag got robbed last night. I need twenty quid for a new sleeping bag," which like, you would give to him. And then I'd be willingly. like, oh, "I can't do it this time. I can't do it this time. I gave you ten yesterday. I've just given you some soup and some crisps and sausage roll. I can't. can't. All right, here's twenty quid." And he was amazing. He told this whole story about how his mum was a Holocaust survivor. He had a brain tumour that was terminal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hope he's all right. But it it was cured on our last working day. He came in with miraculous news. And his his mum was dead, but then apparently was also living in Birmingham. She lived in Birmingham and And she lived in Berlin, depending on what day it was. And he had been to prison for murder because someone had mugged his mum. Wow. In Birmingham, and he was writing memoirs, wasn't he, on some like scrappy paper? And yeah, we were in it as his nieces. He, he was like, they feel like my nieces now, probably because one of them's just giving me twenty pounds yeah. every two days. And he enjoyed obviously the duo 
like yeah I think it was the comedy he came back for yeah um and then I got my bag stolen one day and he came in and was like I know I know he's got your bag um and I was like D- do you and he's like yeah I'm gonna get it back you got passport wasn't it um I was like yeah my passport my my tablet and, and my makeup bag and like, right the tablet's gone and everything's gone but I can definitely get your passport back I'm gonna get it back tonight and there was part of me being like well, well that's bullshit but also part of me that just had hope going oh, wouldn't it be lovely if Kendrick saved me and brought in my passport? That would be, be amazing. Um, and then he came in the next day and was like, I had my hands on your passport. I ha- had the passport in my hands. And then the police arrested me because they thought I was stealing the passport. And I just spent a night in the cell. And I was like, all right, there's your 20 quid. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> and my debit card. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a good job. It was. It was, yeah. Yeah. My, my other favourite job that, that I've done is the creperie van. Oh. I worked in a creperie van with a couple and they became like my parents and um, their daughter was also in a duo, but an electronic duo. Oh. And I love them. I, like, you know, they're like my second family. They took you in. Yeah. And the electronic duo are the music you hear at the start of this podcast. Which is nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, Wiles and Simpson, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and also I got a text today from an old boss. Do you remember when I worked at the tea rooms? Another job when I have when I was 15. <laughs> just, just what are your parents doing? Are they like, school's not enough know, to the workhouse, child? Yeah, I know. And I worked in a mill. It's like I was working. Like, I worked in a tea room, so it was also a mill. They're always, yeah, yeah, costumes. I know, yeah. All the costumes. But anyway, he used to text me, this, my old boss. Hi, Katie, you probably won't remember me, but you used to work at Pullum's, Pullum's Mill and took it in turns with your brother. He also was sent to work in the mill. And <laughs> but see, he's a doctor now. Yeah, he's done well. Anyway, I see you are doing great things in London. Your father came in a couple of weeks ago and said you're still on the verge of getting famous if you're down in Somerset come and see us how long have we been on the verge of being famous for about five or six years people keep asking us so how long have you and Sinead been doing comedy and I'm like I don't it get the numbers get smaller I say like I I say like three years not the reality (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I don't know like um, everyone has yeah a lot of the time you're in service jobs when you're trying to do other things it's an amazing Mm. place to meet um, like-minded people people. yeah Um, meet all the best people yeah. Um, um, how is your dad? Oh, my dad is good. Bless him. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I mean, I'd love to know why he sent me to work, actually. Yeah, maybe we should ask him. Yeah. But anyway, should we hear some hear a little snippet I would from like him? to hear his voice. It does yes. calm my anxiety quite a lot. It's better than our shrill voices. Yeah. I think it's time for story time with Norris's dad. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, can you tell us about RADA in the 1960s, was it? Well, that, that was a long time ago, and when I was at RADA, it was it was a bit grubby and and, and poor. And I remember, Katie, that, that you and I went to go and have a look at it a few years ago, and it was dead smart, because, of course, what happened was that RADA got left the royalties from Bernard Shaw. And when My Fair Lady hit the world, RADA got a third of the royalties for years and made a lot of money and they've spent it rather well when I went in I thought oh yes this is this looks pretty good here but totally unrecognizable from the RADA I was at what was it like then what classes and things did you do I did we did two-year courses and I think like all drama schools most of the time was spent on voice and, and movement and quite rightly so who were you at drama school with then well, Anthony Hopkins, I suppose, is the big star, but there were there were several others who uh, who did well, and I'm not going to tell you about them. <laughs> and so there he is, a great man, a great man. Um, so now we're going to go on to our little matchmaking service bit. 
Yeah, we're we're um we're providing a service um to at the moment our single friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really want you guys to get involved. Yeah, so if you are looking for a date, um, then please do leave mm-hmm. your details or nominate a friend mm-hmm. on the ACAS page or the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Leave us a review, and then we will turn your friends' attributes into a song. Mm-hmm. Try and get you a date, but this week and sell them at market. Yes, um, like pigs, pigs to market, but beautiful pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week we're we're selling our lovely friend Luena. Luena, Luena Miller. And she has consented. Um, yes, and we're going to show her beautiful face on Twitter. So if anyone wants to go on a date with Luena, um, mm-hmm. then let us know. <laughs> to market, to market, Luena Melrose. She's a Bristol beauty, puts her hose before blows. She's sexy, she's sexy with Argentinian roots. Her hair is blonde and flowing, she has excellent glutes. She's funny, she's funny, let her tell you a joke. Especially when she's high on life, enjoying some coke. A cola, a cola, she likes a sweet thing. She's got mesmerizing blue sky eyes and boy can she sing. To date her, to date her, you must like deep house. And if you are a deep thinker, you might end up being her spouse. So if you want to take Luana out on a date, uh, we'll be posting her photo up on Twitter. And that is exactly how she sounds. How she's, mate. Uh, she's from uh, Bristol. She, she also, I'd like to point out, um, if you ever go to the shop with her, um, she takes about half an hour to weigh up different types of fruit and decide which one she wants. So indecisiveness is something you will have to But she's not a commitment enjoy. Though. No, absolutely not. So get in touch, leave a review on Acast, iTunes. Take our friend And take the winner out. Yeah. Well, well, that was our second episode. I think I learned a lot. I think I need to speak to my parents. I think I need to maybe find a third therapist um, about what we've just discussed. I know, yeah. God, I feel a bit... Feel a bit empty and a bit troubled by all of that. <laughs> That's what this show's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have any, if you want to share any stories about service jobs, what you like about them, what you don't, um, were you put to to work as a child, um, mm-hmm. an underage child? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to hear from you. Have you experienced pervy men, pervy women, perverts? Really, we'd like we want to hear about the perverts mainly. Any mm-hmm. stories of perverts? Share with us. Um, leave a little review, review. Any recommendations of documentaries for Katie to watch? Yeah, please. I love um, to unwind. Uh, then, then let us know. And yeah, we're on Norris Parker twenty six on Twitter. Um, what's our Instagram? We've about fifty followers. Um, I think we have less than that. Um, less. Uh, it's Norris and Parker. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. And um, please subscribe. Yeah, and we'll sp- speak to you next week. Speak to you next week. Au revoir. been listening to a red apple creative original podcast for more great podcasts from red apple just go to redapplecreative.co.uk acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 